0: Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. Today's episode is about trail versus road. Um, This morning, Sunday, I ran a trail race. It was seven miles, and some of the other people did a half marathon. Um, It was called the Guadalupe Trail Festival. And um, there were probably only about 40 or 50 of us in total who did this race. Um, It was held at the Guadalupe State Park, Um, but we were like in the what's called the Bower Unit, which is a little bit more remote section of the uh, park. And um, I've never run out there before. And so I got there and, you know, I just wasn't sure what to expect. And I started looking around at everybody and, and I noticed that some of the ladies that were running seven mile race with me were wearing road shoes. And I was just like, oh boy, this might be interesting. And and of course, and then I saw somebody else who had like a a large camelback on for a seven mile race. And I was just sort of like immediately judging people. You do that sometimes and it's not a good thing, but I was just trying to figure out, and, th- and I was just trying to figure out, okay, where am I gonna fall in this pack? And actually, there's also a a gentleman who is considerably older. And I thought, okay, I'm probably going to be hanging with this dude most of the race. Well, spoiler alert, (laughs) everybody kicked my butt. Um, Yeah, the older man just was super fast and just out there kicking butt. And the ladies that I was running with, with the road shoes and the camelback, I hung with them for probably about the first mile, and then I lost them when we started uh, hitting the rocks. And I thought, ah, that'll get those roadies. They aren't going to be able to handle the rocks. And by damn, they could. They could. And I was the one who struggled. Also, <laughs> on Saturday, I tripped at McAllister Park during another seven-mile run, and I. And tore open a small flap on my knee. Thank God it was my right knee this time and not my left knee. Um, and, and it was nowhere near as bad as the one that I had suffered when I had done Cactus Rose, you know, a few years ago. So, <laughs> but anyway, so I, I was gonna, I was just sort of taking it easy on the rocks because I was like, gosh darn it, I don't want to, you know, bust open my knee again. Well, anyway, everybody was so fast. They were all a bunch of, I mean, it seemed like it was a bunch of road runners. And so they just all took off. And, and I'm just like, Oh, God, I've got to keep up with these people. And for the most part, I did. And then I kind of lost people and, but I did not resort to walking until probably about five miles in. So uh, I was kind of proud of that. Um, and especially for me, because usually, It takes me about three miles or so to get warmed up before I start feeling comfortable with with running and um, which is why I like the longer distance stuff. But anyway, suffice it to say these people kept me honest and I was proud of them for doing that for me and kind of got me to thinking about my comparison um, regarding trail versus road. So let's get into it. So my idea of hell will be running 26.2 miles on pavement. I know that may sound harsh, but it's true. And that's why I chose to skip the marathon and do the 50k, which is 31.2 miles on the trail. And for me, running on pavement is sort of like being an indoor cat. Somebody else cleans up after you. You can toss those little cups and wrappers in the street with wild abandon. There are portable toilets, and you have people along the way to cheer you on, and you get a foil blanket at the end and maybe even chocolate. Trail runners are the outdoor cats. There are aid stations, but for ultras, you need to have your own drop bag with food and changes of clothes and shoes, and you could get disqualified if you get caught throwing as much as a tab from a gel wrapper. No one is standing in the woods with a sign that says, slowest parade ever. And if you have to go, you wander off into the Monte. And the environment is unpredictable. You have a handful of friends or strangers hanging around the finish line to congratulate you, which is enough for me. But that isn't to say that running a marathon is a simple thing, and if it were, everybody would be doing it. But there's a certain mental fortitude that one needs to get through anything beyond 10 miles. But pounding the pavement is often so crushingly dull, at least for me. There's the same scenery, the same places to stop for a break, the same pretty much everything. And granted, the company you keep and the weather can certainly alter the experience, but in the end, you're running on pavement. With trails, you never know what will happen. There could be immigrants from other countries trying to sneak in. Snakes, rabbits, wild hogs, or you could be chased by border patrol. The scenery is amazing and can freak you out as you drive toward it i can remember us driving toward bandera pretty much every time we've driven toward bandera and in the distance as you're heading up i think it's 16 uh, texas 16 and all of a sudden you just start seeing these mountainous hills and you're just like oh god we're gonna be running on this stuff and it's it's kind of intimidating and ex- exhilarating at the same time but um, Yeah, so I mean, you don't see that necessarily in a road race. Of course there are road races that are hilly and and whatnot, but they don't have rocks. At least not that I'm aware of. Um, And unlike road races, if you have a problem, people stop and help you. Okay, there could be a good Samaritan at a road race, but it's more the exception than the rule. The elite runners pass you on the trail and ask you if you're okay. Or they say, good job, runner, as they nimbly sprint past you. And I can also tell you something too. In my experience, and I may be wrong about this, but road races, especially ones that are are you know fairly prestigious, such as the Boston Marathon or uh, I you know, you name it, New York Marathon, blah, 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 they will have what they call um, corrals for people based on how fast you run. So you, if you're an elite runner, of course, you're going to be in front because they don't want to have all the, you know, slow people clogging up the road behind them or, you know, in front of them. So um, in trail races, it's pretty egalitarian. And it's like everybody pretty much starts at the same spot, same time. Yeah. And nobody gets special treatment. And and so a few summers ago, I was having a really horrible time during my nighttime trail race at Colorado Bend. I was doing this 30K race and I saw the shirtless guy run past me and he was doing the 60K. I mean, he'd already lapped me, okay? <laughs> You're awesome! I shouted to him and he stopped for a moment and he smiled to acknowledge me and then he went on. And later, after I finished, I discovered that it was Pompilio Romero, who was this beast of a runner, who set a new course record with a time of 5 hours and 38 minutes for 60k, which is 37 miles. And he was hanging out near my group and is a mutual friend of Ace, another great ultra runner that I know, and I congratulated him. And he was surprisingly humble and approachable. That's a trail running thing. Another thing about trail running is that the attitude is extremely chill. People set up canopies, camping chairs, ice chests, and they just hang around the finish line. Sometimes they'll bring cowbells, kind of like me. You know, for me, I kind of like that earthiness of trail running. It soothes my soul, and it matches my personality, and I love the challenges the trail presents, and I enjoy conquering it. And again, road runners are to be respected in their own right, but at the end of the day, give me dirt, rocks, and woods, and I feel like I'm in my element. And I can tell you also that as a kid who grew up in Ohio in kind of a semi-rural area, and one of my best friends, I think I've probably talked about this before, lived on a farm, and I have no idea how many acres it was. I think at one point I said it was 70 acres. I think I meant 700. Nonetheless, we used to just you know ride our bikes and run and do all kinds of crazy stuff and you know just hang out in the woods like that was like our fun and i think this is what connects me to the trail running and it's it just feels great to you know I don't know, just be part of nature. And sometimes I, and also I know some people will ask, well, can you wear, you know, headphones and things like that? And it's like, yeah. And sometimes I will listen to music or a podcast or something, but you try to keep the volume low or just put in one earbud and, um, yeah. And just kind of let it go from there because otherwise you're just going to mess up your, um, you know, you're not gonna be able to hear what's going on around you. And I also like trail running because it makes you think. Okay so anyway also everybody gets excited when people finish a marathon and by all rights they should running 26.2 miles is an enormous challenge in terms of training and ability and let me also tell you something this morning when i was hanging with my road runners come trail runners they were like i thought you had to run the whole thing I feel weird just walking some of it. And I'm just like, no, this is why I like trail running because sometimes you need to hike, you know, and it's okay. And they were just sort of like, wow, you can give yourself permission to do that. And I was like, yeah, you can. And I think that's kind of a cool thing, you know, because again, sometimes you're just like, you know, going over these tombstone sized rocks and whatnot. And and, then you're gonna run over that. I mean, of course, elite people can do that, and God love them for being able to, but, you know, for the rest of us, it's, um, yeah, you slow down a little bit, you think, and, and again, it's again, it's just not like a road race where you're just sort of like going, and, you know, if you walk, it's seen as a sign of weakness, which in my mind is still stupid, but anyway, um, the thing is, is that, you know, when you talk to average Joes, you know, who people are not running, Um, when you talk to them about conquering anything beyond a marathon. Oh, also, (laughs) I love it when people say, I did a 5K marathon this weekend. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And so a lot of people don't even understand that a 5K is 3.1 miles, okay? And (laughs) a marathon's 26.2, 10K is mm, 10.2 and so on so there there is no marathon in a 5k okay so just if you say that kind of stuff stop it um anyway i digress but that's another pet peeve of mine (laughs) you know but here's the thing it's like when people you know do anything beyond a marathon most people are like huh what is that what does that mean and so the marathon is sort of the epitome for what runners do for laymen People understand those 26.2 stickers on car bumpers, but according to Runner's World a few years ago, there were some 1,100 marathons held in the U.S., and last year there were 800 ultra-marathons, and an ultra-marathon is anything over 26.3 miles, okay? Unfortunately the stats don't indicate whether that's a worldwide thing or if it's just the US. And my guess is that's probably a worldwide number, that eight hundred. And to say you've run an ultra marathon is like the running equivalent of being able to diagram sentences. It's cool to have the ability, but regular folks don't get it. And maybe it's the odd numbers, the fifty K and the hundred K and people in the U.S. with a dim working knowledge of the metric system are at a loss when their friends say they've competed in such races. And again, 50k, 31 miles, and 100k, 62. And I have a friend with a 50k sticker that has 31 miles underneath it so regular folks can understand. And that's fine. I mean, I I get that. I mean, obviously, if you're a running dork like me, you know, you you understand what those numbers mean. But to the average person, they don't get it. And so I'm not making fun of people or anything like that. But it is there is sort of a disconnect sometimes in the uh, non-running community um, about what we do. And so, like, when I tell people it took me 10 hours and 32 minutes to finish a 50K, and this was at Bandera, in god probably like four years ago like 2015 um oh god it was horrible it was a mess it was just like mud and and ice and more mud and different kinds of mud and it was 30 degrees and so it was horrible i mean it took me a darn long time to finish that thing and but i was glad i finished but nonetheless people look at me like i'm crazy or that i should stick to something that doesn't take so long and that's the other thing too because you'll get people that are like what do you think about during all that time? What do you do? I don't know that I could do that for that long. And I'm just like, I don't know. You, you just kind of take it a little bit at a time. And in my mind, for instance, when I do a 50K, I try not to think about anything until I get to about the 15 and a half mile mark, which is the halfway halfway point. And then after that, you know, then the race begins, in my mind. And, you know, other people may operate differently. Your mileage may vary. Um, You don't really think about it that way. You just have to go, okay, I'm getting through this. And it's not like, are we there yet? Are we there? I mean, of course, yes, there are times when I am running a race and I'm just, like, looking at my watch going, okay, are we anywhere close to being at blah, blah, mile? You know, and, and you're sort of upset with yourself and you know you see you gotta you gotta like not let your mind get to you because i think that's really what it's about is ultra marathons are much more about your mind and your body's fine your body will be able to do it, it it's just more i mean unless you of course you're injured but it's more that mental component of things that makes people kind of question what they're doing or get frustrated with themselves because they're not going as fast as they should And believe me, I have encountered all of those feelings. So yeah. And I also have friends that have done 100K on the same course and they did the same race in 20 hours. And that means they came in around 4 a.m. after starting at 7.30 a.m. the day before. You know, and then there's 50 milers and 100 milers. And my friends who do 100 milers start at daybreak and finish sometime the following day. For me, I mean, I've only done a couple of 15 milers, and it's taken me about 14 and a half hours to to do each one. And, you know, for me, that's that's pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm certain that I can probably, you know, whittle it down to about 13 or 12 and a half or something like that. But, you know, my first one was just, you know, it was my first one, so it was a PR. My second one was really wet and muddy and cold, and so there were some complications in that. And of course, then you get peep. you know, your average person who doesn't run. They're like, do they do this all in one day? Do they sleep? That's crazy. People have a hard time wrapping their heads around the notion of running longer than five or six hours at a stretch or less. And in trail racing, you have to deal with mud, water, lightning, and generally road races get called because of bad weather. So in short, when someone says they've done a marathon, by all means, congratulate them. They are awesome because most of the time these people are running without stopping. And I'm speaking of people at like my ability. Okay, now I know there are a lot of people who can run trail races without stopping, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I represent your average person. So, <laughs> uh, and I, I just, I can't imagine doing that. I just, I can't, but anyway. But, you know, here's the thing, when someone says they've done an ultra, you're encountering a rarer breed of runner. Crazier? Maybe. But definitely someone who deserves accolades in their own right. Yeah, so I think that's the big thing about this is that it's just not the same. You're not gonna see people in the woods you know, holding signs and cheering for you and, and whatnot. You might have a handful of people you know, at the end I know when I finished my first 50 miler, you know, again, it was like 19 minutes before the cutoff. And so people were, you know, nobody's going to be hanging around for that long. My God, I don't blame them. And there were some people standing outside the finish line and they were just cheering on whoever was coming in. And that was awesome. I mean, it felt great. But I mean, in a, you know, the aid station at the finish line was pretty much closed. Nobody really was left. I mean, there are very few people left. And so I understand that. And again, as someone who has been in charge of aid stations and continues to be, I understand that that feeling of, oh my God, you know, are we going to have to wait for this person until blah, you know, time? And yeah, you know, and so you, but one thing I do appreciate about uh, Chris McWaters from Tejas Trails, the race director is that he really expects us to at least leave out some water, some basic snacks, or whatever, on the table as the final runners come through? Because you just don't want people to feel like, oh my God, everyone's standing there, crossing their arms and tapping their feet, you know. So it's, um, yeah, you want to make them feel welcome, like, hey, yeah, we're here for you, and and I think that's really important. So anyway, so shake shake the person's hands who's done a. An ultra-marathon as well as the marathoner. And um, trail running is a very different beast, and uh, respect it, okay? For me, that's what I prefer. For everyone else, that's your choice. Until next time, see you then.